Episode two. Episode two. What's up, everybody? My name is Matt. This is Kenny. Welcome to the BJJ Balance Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about, well, first of all, I got a bone to pick. And I'm not saying I have a bone to pick with Gordon Ryan because we all love Gordon Ryan. Gordon Ryan is the hotness. He's been the guy for no gi for the last, you know, five years or so. Um, and uh, Gordon Ryan's great, but I've been watching or and coaching some tournaments and I'm seeing so many, so many guys um, thinking they're Gordon Ryan. And like, like when Donaher said, avoid why, why, you know, not pay attention to half the human body or whatever right. he said to me, I'm like, dude, why would he ruined everybody? Like I have so many guys like winning. Like I, like I was watching a guy compete. He could have won. And he's like, I'm going for leg locks. He just dives for leg locks. Position over submission has disappeared, especially in Nogi. Like, what happened to control? What happened to uh, cook, smash, right. crush? That's gone away because everybody thinks they're Gordon Ryan. We're not Gordon Ryan. I think I think if we're talking like a like an EBI rules tournament where it's submission only and you're not going for points, I can see maybe like a last-ditch effort to try to to pull the submission out. But yeah, if you're playing points and you're up, why? You know, submission only. Right. I mean, submission only. Yeah, you, you're going to go for your subs. I guess you know. I guess people's legs defense. Maybe I'm bitter. Maybe I'm bitter because leg locks weren't cool until I was like a purple belt. You right. know what I mean? I'm like, dude. Like, right. <laughs> someone teach me. But uh, I just feel like there's no need when you're dominating, and I feel like in an MMA stance or self defense stance, you're not gonna. You're on top of someone right. crushing them. Why are you going to? You're in top half. Knee slice, underhook, and go. Why are we digging to for the whatever the truck or whatever they call it? They're digging underneath, you know what I mean? And trying to get inverted. Right. Like, it makes no sense. The, the only time I'll play like truck or anything kind of weirdy like that. Uh, I'd say weird, but I mean, I guess it's newer is if someone turtles and then I'll go uh, like I'll scoop under the leg and go crossbody ride and then either pull in the truck or so you're saying <laughs> you're saying stuff like I was like well, crossbody ride the vapor well that's a wrestling term. yeah yeah, yeah. cross yeah but I'm saying like there's terminology where you're right. like what the, like I like I was like right. I, don't, I don't even know like but, but, to be fair I don't even know the names of the regular moves they're like what's that one called I'll be like I don't know man I've just been doing it for years <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the names I um I remember when I, I was at a at a Tenth Planet school for a little while, and they were talking about um, uh, rubber guard. We were, we're learning rubber guard for like two weeks, and I thought rubber guard was that one specific move. Well, no, rubber guard is like a type of guard, and that one specific move that I thought was rubber guard is a position called mission control. But there's like multiple positions in rubber guard. Uh, you know, and, I, and I'm like cool with like changing the cadence or the verbiage of the move like a lot of a lot of Brazilians like that's he's trying to change jiu-jitsu like, hey, he ain't trying to jiu-jitsu. right but like when you're coaching against somebody and you're like hey go for this and the guy's your opponent's like oh i'm not gonna let him go for that right because they already know the same verbiage but by eddie bravo changing the verbiage of the the move right unless he, you've been into his school yeah you don't know what he's talking about right. and then so like it, that's Classic boxing, changing your cadence of your fighting. Tank, right. You know what I mean? So, like, I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. A lot of people got in the jiu-jitsu community got butthurt about that. But for me, 
I mean, I thought that was just like an, a one-up for your team. Do you think it's getting more um, with the growth of Nogi in the last few years? Do you think it's becoming more accepted from a jujitsu standpoint? I remember for a long time, like uh, maybe like 2017, 2018, there was like a big rivalry. Not, and I don't think like in like a, a malicious way, but like between Dan her death squad and like the higher like 10th planet guys competitive team. I, I think that, you know, that's always there, but like, I, I really think Eddie Bravo knows like he got into really deep into the leg locks. He's even said it multiple times on different podcasts that he got into it because he saw what the Donna hair guys were doing. Right. So like he wanted to learn it. And I think like Eddie Cummings and all those guys, they're the ones who like kind of started taking it to the next level from Eddie Bravo. But I don't think it's close. I think, I think that, uh, Donner has definitely got that leg shit on lock. 100%. <laughs> you know what I mean? No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> I, think, I think he's got that on lock. I think uh, it, I've, I've never seen any of his instruction like firsthand, but uh, I, I, just the way that he talks or like, you ever seen any of his Instagram posts, Dan Hurst? I can't get through them. Did, I'm not a reader. Like, just, hey, we talked about this on episode one. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a reader. I'm like, oh man. All, I was like, I feel like I'm trying to agree to like, are you agreeing to these terms? Like, <laughs> like, like I'm just like scrolling down to get to, I agree. Click the box. I'm like, where's the box? That's when I read a Donner. <laughs> That's why when I, <laughs> I can't get through Donner's uh, post. Bro, you're making that into a meme. I got it. Right? It's gotta be a meme. It's gotta be. But yeah, no, like I think the Gordon Ryan thing, like Gordon Ryan, obviously in my opinion is the goat. No gi. I mean, he's definitely backed it up with his right. record and the guys he's beaten. You know, he's making over set, what, seven figures now, jiu-jitsu. Like, crazy, one, right? Like, he's doing it. And he's that guy. And But, like, I also feel like he's kind of like Stephen Curry for the NBA. If you watch basketball, which, you know, I do, Stephen Curry came in. He's the greatest shooter of all time. And he's just shoots threes from half court all over the place. Right. But, like, now everybody, every kid, everybody wants to be that guy, wants to be Stephen Curry. So, you got big dudes that should be on the block pounding the glass or just pulling up from 20. You know what I mean? Like, and this is bad basketball is being played by the younger generation. And I feel like Gordon Ryan, being such a unicorn and being so good at what he does, is doing the same thing when it comes to, uh, Jiu-jitsu, especially no gi jiu-jitsu. Now, leg locks are hard in gi jiu-jitsu because, A, you can't, some people can't do leg locks. Right. And then the grips, you can't really, the grips really slow you down. But right. uh, definitely no gi. I feel like Gordon Ryan is, his greatness has put a hamper on the game. Imagine, like, basketball, right? Imagine, like, every kid's just like, no more layups. We're trying to dunk. It's like, you can't dunk, man. You're not, you're little. Like, right. what are you trying to dunk for? Right. Just lay it in. <laughs> There's a... Uh... I think there's body types for everything. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Maybe do you think do you think leg lock game just due to your size? I think leg lock game can be learned by anybody. I think jujitsu can be learned by anybody. Anybody can do any move in jujitsu. But I also think that jujitsu was built for everybody, like you said. Right. I feel like the tall long guy is gonna be great at triangles. Right. You know what I mean? The the you know, the short, stocky dude. You, it, put your belly on him. If, if God gave you a belly, use your belly. Right. If he gave you legs, triangle him. Like, find your game with your body. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. 
it seems like Gordon Ryan personally has moved away from doing a lot of leg leg submission stuff. Yeah, he, I think he played everybody. Right. Now, because now they're all trying to play catch up. And he's like, oh, no, yeah. old school, baby. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, he leg locked one guy in ADCC uh, last year. And then people are so scared of his leg lock, leg lock game. Right. That he's just getting on top now and just smashing. Right. Because people are so defensive. Right. Yeah. That's a, I mean, but I think he's good anywhere, obviously. The guy trains every day. Yeah. Multiple Twice a day, yeah. right? Like, that's, that's the dream, but not ours. <laughs> But I, I'm I'm already sore thinking about tomorrow's training <laughs> and thinking about what I'm going to show, what I'm going to teach. You doing a uh, six a.m. six a.m. Are you teaching all the six a.m.s? Does Jay teach sometimes? Jay I- teaches Tuesday, Thursday. I teach Monday, Wednesday, and then Joey will teach Fridays. And sometimes I'll teach Fridays if Joey can't make. So it. they're six a.m. every day there. They're six a.m. every day. Okay. Yep. And it just started off with uh, you know a couple of guys came and wanted to just roll in the morning and poncho hooked it up and no one was there then all of a sudden like i was like my schedule changed and i started showing up and then i was like well i'm here i might as well show you guys something and the next thing you know now it's starting to grow pretty big now so. it's a class yeah it's a class now so what, what's your average size you think on a, on a morning time mondays can be sporadic sometimes but we always at least have eight in the morning on mondays and then Tuesdays or Wednesday, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Jason's classes are the biggest. You could have 20 plus guys oh, in wow. there. And then Wednesdays are like 15 guys. That's and like Fridays are big too. Just Mondays. People can't, you know, right, right. Mondays, people just yeah. kind of dog yeah. it a little bit, but you got to come back from the weekend. It's- and it makes me go to class now that I don't have to teach. Like I have right. to wake up. My alarm hits 4 30. I'm like, mm. I'm like, oh, <sighs> shit. All right. I'm up. <laughs> it's like, oof. Yeah. Feels good though. Once you work out early in the morning, I feel like it's like, I don't know if you've ever done that, like the early morning workout and then like not, beat not working the sun. out, working out. Jiu-jitsu, yeah, yeah. Like I'll, and then all of a sudden your workout's over and it's like, hey man, the, the day just started. Like right. feels like you got that edge. I, I I was talking to somebody about that uh in class. I think it was like Wednesday or Thursday, um, doing a morning class. Like I, I can only do it when I take like a day off of work during the week or something like that, just randomly. And I'll go hit a six AM class and then I'll come home, shower, and it's like normally, well, normally I'd be at work, but like if it was like a weekend, like a Saturday or something like that, like I, w- I wouldn't even be getting up till seven thirty, eight o'clock. And it's already eight o'clock. I've worked out. I've showered. Like I'm up wide awake. There's no like, you know, like slowly getting out of bed or anything. And then like the hardest part of my day's already been done. Right. You know I mean? Everything seems like a breeze after yeah, that. It's like, and then your diet's good. You eat good that day. Everything is good because you like already got that workout and you're like, I'm not going to mess it up. Right. Yeah. I, I actually prefer it. The hardest part is putting your feet on the ground in the morning. But once you get moving, I actually prefer the early morning class now. Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't um, work so early, that would probably be my thing. If I worked locally, too, i commute. So UFC last night. <sighs> Dude, a lot of first-round knockouts. We wouldn't even get to the, the, the final fight yet, but a lot of first-round knockouts. Yeah, I mean, usually the cards that don't have names – they, I think it's because they're trying to make a name. Yeah, I think they feel like, like, hey, man, this isn't a big card. Like, I can make a statement. I can make a statement. People are going to be watching me, like, because I would normally be an undercard. Right. So guys are just showing out. Like, that one fight, who was it? Uh, the guy that came, it was his first UFC fight? Versus the kid, the blonde kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, man, those guys were throwing leather, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, and that was his uh, UFC debut, and he was it was like a short-notice fight. Yeah, and he took it. Yeah. 
that was crazy. Yeah, did, did you watch the post fight at all? Um, yeah, the guy was, <laughs> or just Dana? I mean, um, I saw oh, the post press conference. Yeah. yeah, he's he pretty much said like that kid's gonna. Yeah, no one else wanted the fight, and he took it. You know right. what I mean? Like, and then showed out, even though he didn't win. Like he didn't, he didn't. I don't think he lost. You know what I mean? Yeah, in the eyes of the fans, especially. And then two of Asa took that L. <sighs> I know. That's I know. a big boy, though. Dude, that was my my one loss on verdict last night was I, I had him to uh, knock out in the second. You picked Strickland, huh? I did. I did. This to win? Like, uh, if I hit this, I'm winning the I verdict? Know, I said, so I picked, so the reason I grabbed a Strickland on verdict was because is he winning wasn't a big boost. Like, I wasn't going to get a lot of XP right, off yeah, of it. Right. So I'm like, Strickland's more, and then I picked sub in the fourth, and if he would have subbed, it would have been like, 4,000 XP or something like that. So I, I was going for big numbers at that point, but yeah, Sean's that dude, man. He's, he's a tough round, bro. Like we, I've rolled with him multiple times. He's a problem. Like people are like, Oh, he doesn't teach you. He knows jujitsu. Yeah. I've, trust me. He knows it. Like, like he, and he's not, whatever you see him saying or how he's acting, it's not a ploy. Like that is Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland is rough around the edges. Not everybody's cup of tea. Technically not my cup of tea. I'm not a, like, you know, it's not your boy. I'm cool with Sean, right. but like, I'm not going to like, it's not a guy I'm going to hang out with. Like, it's right. just, I just don't, he's not coming over for family yeah, dinner. No, and barbecue. he's just, you know, he's, he's a wild boy. Yeah. So like, but like, Hey, congrats. Dude. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to say, you know, that he's, I did not see that happen. And it wasn't like a fluke, like, like puncher's chance knockout. Like, Oh damn. He, he dominated. Yes. He looked first round fresh in the fifth. It would have been better. If he, it, it, it's the best way he could have won because if he would have like finished him in the first by that right hand and fit, got him out of there, they would like, question. Oh, well, he got him caught. He caught him. And next time. Yeah. No, he definitively won that fight. I don't know if Izzy, if they fought, if they fought like another four times, right? Or three times. Like, I don't know how Izzy. I think Izzy knows that Sean has a ground game. So he knows that that's not even an option, even though Izzy's yes, not. Yes, right. So that we can't let that happen, you know. And like he, he was just, I I heard the coach of Adesanya was like, Sean would counter every punch he would throw counter. So like if he threw, not just every other counter, he every time Izzy would exchange, Sean would throw right back, boom, boom, boom. Right. And he's like, and that's hard to deal with. And Sean is always in your space, walking you down, walking you down. You can't get off. Which is typically Izzy's game, right? Izzy likes to put people on the back foot, and. uh and and kind of go go at them and and counter let them let them make the that 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 first shot and snipe after that and uh, he did was not not going to happen. Did you do you think that since Sean clipped him in the first that Izzy would have because he always does that shell against the cage right yeah and lulls guys in and right. and, and but you think since he got clipped. It took away his shell game. He's like, I can't do that no more. He tried it a couple more times, but I think Sean was just smart. I think Izzy was planning on Sean being typical Sean, where he kind of gets excited, Mm -hmm. especially when he hurts somebody and he goes in for the kill. And I think he was trying to maybe pull that rope-a-dope Perea thing. Um, But it just wasn't happening. Sean was so uh, uh, disciplined. Yeah, I'm happy for I'm happy for Alex Alex Zarate, uh Sean's first striking coach. He was in the corner last night for him. Uh, he's like been with Sean since he was a kid. Yeah, since like <laughs> King of the Cage shit. 
So it was cool to see him, you know, yeah. get his a little shine, get his little shine, hold right. the belt and stuff. That right. was cool. So congratulations, Drickling. Good yeah. shit, man. And but, that's that's local too. Belt yeah. belt in back in California, back in the local area. So uh how many tournaments have you uh you been compete have you competed recently? Or? Three. Three? Yeah. I did a Nogi submission only tournament. That was my first tournament. Um that was an experience. Uh, I did, um, no, just two. No, I did a, no, I did an in-house tournament and then I did a jujitsu world league and I got second in that. Cool. Yeah. Um, what do you prefer, gi or no gi? I know you started off, you said you started off 10th planet. You started yeah. off no gi. You got all that level black gear. I, um, dripped. My man is dripped. I, I, I've bought everything that they've released since I found out about them. My man is dripped out yeah. level black. But um, honestly, man, I think gi. I, I really like no gi. I enjoy no gi days. Um, it's fun. But I am so in love with the technical aspect of gi. Um, the more the chess game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, man. It's it's difficult and it's like and it's neat to see like in we'll get these newer white belts in and I I can see the confusion in their face that I had at one point in time and I'm like I remember that and like just to look at that and look where I'm at now and, and not I mean I'm I'm just barely a blue belt but mm -hmm. it's like just to see how much growth from that point to now it it, it excites me to see like what's coming up next you know right, what I mean? yeah yeah I remember just being a white belt. And uh, not knowing know how to tie my belt, like I'm like I remember like before class being like I got this gi I didn't even know like how do I tie this thing and standing there and then a legit one of my old professors walking up to me and tying my belt like a child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 24 years old. <laughs> Standing behind you. Just like, okay. And I'm like, oh, thanks, sir. Like, where's the orange slices? Like, just running out there. Like, I remember <laughs> that was like, but I, those were like the fears I had when I first started. I was like, what do I, where do I stand? Or like the little stuff. So right. that's why I, I think people should adopt white belts. Yeah. So, you know, the, the funny thing is in, in the last pod, which uh, we technically haven't released yet, but we put quotes or little, uh, little snippets out, little um, yeah, clips. clips. And... Um, no, we didn't do the adopted by white belt clip. I sent the pod to a couple of people okay. just to get a little feedback. And somebody came back with the adopt, adopt a white belt thing. I can't remember who we it talked was. about it last. Did we talk about that? Yeah. On the first one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when I, we were talking about training dummies. No, we did right. release it. We did release it because we were talking about the training dummies. Uh, and you know, the, the eight, the $8,000. Right. Yeah. I think that was our first clip. And somebody had said something about adopting a white belt. Or no, no, it was my wife. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, yeah, I just like, whether we talked about it or not, like, I feel like I should, if I'm repeating myself, this is how important it is to me. Guys should adopt, you should adopt the white belt because yeah. you don't want to be that only guy that's going home taking L's. And I did talk about it. Now that I said that, I remember talking about yeah. it. So we'll move on. But uh, <clears throat> no, I think it's a valid point though. It's something that after you said it last week, I went into class kind of with that mindset, like. But I, not every not every white belt should be adopted either. I think some white belt should not be adopted. Yeah, I think there's definitely you can see the guys that like are really really about it. 
I, another reason I think it's important to adopt a white belt, and I, I think you'll agree with me here, is the new strong guy that just came from the gym that is on test and HGH and everything else, and he wants to rip your arm off. He's going to hurt somebody if somebody doesn't adopt him, pull them under the wing, and slow him down a little bit. Right. And show him, like, hey, I get it, but you're going to you're gonna hurt somebody and not, like, in a submission, like, yeah, you should be proud kind of way. Like, you're going to fuck somebody up mistakenly. And, I mean, there, I mean... When you come, or yourself, you also gotta feel like you you um, jujitsu is combat. Yeah. So like this isn't ballet. This no. isn't you know, this isn't yoga. We are literally going at it. So there's gonna be egos. There's gonna be tempers. Yeah. Some guys are gonna get mad. You know, there's been fights. There's been you know scraps and guys going at it. That last week, you know. Fight two guys had to separate them. No shit. Yeah, just talking. Higher belts. Yeah, I'm not gonna say the belts, but right, like, uh, no, not higher belts, but like, you know, they just not white belts, not white belts, but they, you know, like they got into it. Wow, it's like that happens. I've seen it happen multiple times wow. in my journey. I've seen, but this is the game. Like, right, there's two dudes going at it, saying who is the guy, and oh. like, you know what I mean? It was like, the ego thing. They're same, almost same belt. It's like, you know, like it's an ego thing. And I think competition kills egos. Yeah. Like, I mean, and your teammates and your comp, once you compete once, you realize who that the guys in the gym, that's just training. Right. Compete once you realize, hey, this is nothing. Because if you had never competed before, you think your rounds and sparring are competition. Right. But once you compete for the first time and you feel how amped up that is. Yeah. You're like, wow, that was a whole nother level of 100%. intensity. Yeah. So then when you go back to the gym, you're like, okay, now I can work on stuff I suck at. Right. So right. I and I think that, you know, it's okay to lose in the gym if yeah. you're working on stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta pull something from it too. You're gonna take a sad shower. You're gonna go home <laughs> and be like, the water just hitting you. Like what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the sad showers got us all in jujitsu, but it's part of the game. That's right. how you get better. You just take your L's, man. Oh man, yeah. He keeps passing your guard. Yeah, it sucks, dude. There's um, there's days where I'll leave class and I, my my drive home's like 15 minutes, and I'll turn the radio off and I'll literally just, I wouldn't say sulk, but really just kind of process like the ass whooping that I received that night. You know, there's de I definitely have off nights where it's like. I'll go there and I can't beat anybody. Mm -hmm. Guys that I even normally have no issues with. Like, I, they just, they got the best of me tonight. It's just like, fuck, you know? Like, what did I do wrong? Like, and I'll, I'll start to pick things a little apart. Like, not in like a... Just gets in his journal. Right, like, right. Know? You're right. Yeah, not a woe is me kind of manner though, but like a, like, damn, like, what? okay, what did I do wrong in that aspect? Or this move that I normally do that normally works, how come it didn't work today? How come it didn't work on anybody today? Are people figuring my game out or... Am I just, did I just have an off night and I'm just, I don't know, but I, yeah, you have those for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, but I think I, they're important. And they, they happen less and less. Yeah. The higher, the more you do jujitsu, but they also still happen. Like, yeah. I got, I get my butt kicked sometimes. Like when I go to a comp class, I'll just get wrecked. I'm like, right. Oh, well that sucked. In all fairness, Checkmate Marietta has, uh, an, Oddly high number of black belts in comparison to most schools. It seems like you know what I mean. Most there might be two, three. And, and then let me let me let me specify the the scrum between the two guys at the gym. 
wasn't like a legit like throwing hands like it was just like you know they they start talking like a little bicker were they already like they rolling? rolling and then it just got you know gotcha like, someone thought someone was going a little rough or and they just got and that happens yeah you know you yeah. got you can't you can't go into a role and then and then not expect it to be a hundred percent jujitsu right you could be like, oh, we're just flowing. Like, what is flowing? Flowing, what is flow? That's like saying, I've never had a quote unquote flow. I've had people be like, oh, you want to flow? And I'm like, sure. And we're just we're just going full pace at yeah, that point. Just, like, like, hey, like, <laughs> there's, it's no, a, there's no flow here. <laughs> like, well, I'll, I'll, you want it? Like, I'll let you pass, and then you won't let me get my guard back. That's the flow you want to do. <laughs> you posted a meme yesterday that made me laugh, and it's a, you're not stalling. You're just not that good. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, you, what are you gonna do? Like, you're just gonna. I don't know, like, in boxing or when they spar, like, we're going 60%. Well, my 60% at 256 pounds is going to be different than your 60%. Right, right. You're, I'll, I hit you, you're like, hey, man, what the right. fuck was that? Well, that, and then how the fuck you count? Like, how do I know that your 60% is 60% really? You know, I don't know. Yeah. And then how do you know, like, hey, I am flowing. Yeah. How do you, like, you better be prepared, dude. Right. Tighten your belt. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get get your neck low, grab a collar and go. Like that, that you're gonna roll. Right. Like don't don't be like, we're here to train. If you get beat, you get beat. But also, don't be a dick and do <coughs> excuse me, do stuff that's going to, you know, be mean to your partners. Like you shouldn't be cross facing somebody really, really hard or doing stuff like that just to like to be a dick. Yeah. You know. There's certain things that I, I feel like um in roles in the gym, I won't cross face. I know how to do them. I know I know when when to do them. When you know, um, and especially if I'm rolling with somebody, uh, there's not a lot of guys my size. There's a few, mm-hmm. but like I won't, I won't go full weight on somebody. You know what I mean? Um, chest to chest. You know what I mean? Like I might put a little pressure on them, cook them a little bit, but I don't want to. If I'm going with somebody that's 160, if I if I outweigh you by 60 pounds, you're not trust me, you're not getting all of my weight on your chest. Mm-hmm. You know, but in competition, that's a different story. So you did open mat on Monday, right? Labor yeah. Day? Yeah. How was that? Uh, I, it was cool. I went against a couple of white belts um, and, and I wasn't being a dick, but I, I obviously, I, get I did your, well Get there. your W's on right. open mat. But I also made sure that I went against some of your guys' blue belts um, and I got wrecked, which I'm totally fine with. Like, and then I was, he was cool. I, I can't remember his name, but um. I, I asked him one he got and caught me in an arm bar and um it was like I said, you know, did you bait me on that? And he goes, No, I just knew I knew it was there. So when you threw your arm out there, like I I he immediately went for it. But it was like it was so fast, it's like he was baiting. Like mm. that's why I asked him. And then I, I went against one of your one stripe white belts who absolutely fucked me up too. It happens. Yeah. We got, I mean, just- yeah, he's built like a, a goddamn Avenger as well. So right. that's not fair. Yeah, I mean, it, genetics matter. <laughs> yes, they do. In jiu-jitsu. Yeah. It matters in everything. Yeah. The world is not created equal, folks. I don't know the, the fairy tale that's, that's being pushed. I think Henner said it, and I don't... It was Henner. I just don't know if I'm quoting this right. But he said, if you're both the same belt, but the guy's got 20 pounds on you... Right. He is now one belt ahead of you. Okay. And if he's got... 10 years younger than you make that another belt right 
So if you're a 40-year-old blue belt at 150 pounds, you're going against a 20-year-old white belt. Right. You're both blue belts. Right, right. (laughs) You know what I mean? And if he's got weight on you, like, then he's a purple belt. Right. Like, so, like, that, there's, that matters. Totally. In jiu-jitsu. Totally. There's certain things that I tried to do on him that, just out of his strength, he, like I, I couldn't fight it. You know what I mean? Like I, I try to pull half. He just shoved my legs off like it was nothing. And I'm like, I really just put a lot of effort in that. My feelings are kind of hurt right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, there's, there's definitely. Um, and that's why when I, in a, those situations where someone is, there's not a lot of guys. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not the biggest guy in the world, obviously, but I'm not a small guy. And so there's not a lot of larger guys in my gym, you know? So, I don't deal with that frequently. Right. There's guys that are, you know, maybe 20 pounds heavier than me. But also, when I, when I came that one day, it was like, oh, well, we got a big boy. Right. Or it's like when Poncho comes, he's like, oh, boy. Right. Yeah, right. It's, it's, a, it's a different. Well, because, you know, you know, Jay, Jay's not a big guy. No. His, he's got he's a, not a small guy, <clears throat> but he's not a big guy. There's a lot of guys in our gym, though, that, that have his kind of body type and whatnot. So his jujitsu um, works for them. Right. But there's a, and what I like about Jay is that he's able to recognize that. And he's very honest. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm going to show this. This might be good for bigger guys. It doesn't work for me just because my body size, but I'm going to show you anyways. Cause That's what I like about Jay. Jay <clears throat> Jason Medina, dedicated jujitsu to Mekala. Plug. Uh, I like the way he teaches and the way he enunciates his moves and the way he um, really kind of slows it down right. when he's talking. And I've even seen that with his son, the way he teaches now. He kind of adopted the same thing. Yeah. And that was the hardest part about me when I was started teaching, because I've only been teaching probably a year, like, just because I was always just the guy who'd go get mine. I mean, right. even though I was high belt, I was just not, I was in it for myself. Right. Um, had my boys, but was in it for myself. But now that I'm teaching, which I love, and I knew that's something I wanted to do, it was hard to learn to uh, teach to everybody. Now, I can show a move on a demo, on a reel, or I can, but like talking to 20 guys, that was hard. And, and questions I, being asked. Yeah, I felt like that was uh, different skill levels. I felt like that was tough to do. So big shout out to Jason because he's so good at that. Another thing I think he's good at too is he'll immediately watch um, around the class as after he's shown a move and we're uh, drilling it. And he'll notice like, oh, they're messing up on that, this part of it. And then that group messed up on the same part. Like there's, there's something I missed here and he'll watch it again and he'll see where they messed it up. And then he'll immediately stop and be like, Hey, Hey, come back. Let me, let me run through this one more time. And he'll like, he'll show that mechanic that he did, but he didn't talk about it Mm. just to kind of correct everybody. So we're not drilling it poorly Poorly or or creating bad habits. Right. And then, um, and then get us back out there to redrill it. No, all of a sudden everybody's getting it after Mm -hmm. that, but he's very good about like, finding a mistake that may have been made and immediately correcting it. Yeah. And I just, uh, every day you just learn something from this thing sport. Yeah. That was episode two. Uh, my name is Matt. This is Kenny and this is the BJJ balance podcast. And, uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one.